Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of For the Long Girl Podcast. Uh, I blanked on a name for a second. Um, of course, it's me, Ben, alongside... Blaine. And, um... Okay. Alright, today's episode is how to make... Wait, what, was, what was it called again? Ugh. How to make a simple job shine. Alright, and by what we mean by that is... Now, what job am I describing? For what I do for a living is I take care of... Make sure multiple... Take care of multiple... Blah, blah, blah. For what I do for a living is I take care of multiple customers at a time, make sure that their needs are met, make sure that they enjoy their time at our facility, and that they leave happy and ready to return again. What can I be describing? Several things, honestly. A waiter. I, was... I thought you were describing a waiter, but it's still relevant to what you were at now, yeah. almost. That I was like, I don't think they go in this facility, though. Yeah. But, Yeah. Now, waiter, like, you know, I could be doing that on my application. Um, that's how, whenever they, you talk about, you can up mix a job sound better on an application instead of just be like, oh, I wait tables, I take orders, give people the food, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, whenever they say, what were the duties of your job? Well, you can be like, my duties, aside from maintaining the happiness of my customers, making sure that each client was taken care of and the needs were met was at the end of each shift, I make sure my designated area was was maintained, neat, and look presentable for the next shift. Yeah. That's just me cleaning my section, sweeping, restocking the salt, pepper, and all that. Boom. So instead of instead of saying like, oh, I take orders, you're like, well, I ensure the accuracy of my customers' orders from, you know, from receiving them in through the kitchen. Exactly, yeah. And uh, things like that. So then you just use a key buzzword here, accuracy. That's a key term that people, they desire, they want accuracy in certain positions. That would typically sound better whenever you're interviewing for like, you know, whenever you, if you upgrade to like, you know, how level job and all that, that's going to sound better than me saying, oh, you know, I just wait tables, you know, got to drink soda, food and all that, make sure they're taken care of, you know, at the end of my shift, I made sure my area was clean, boom, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it's like your closing duties, which is what you're talking about. That's essentially, you know, ensuring the business is ready f- for operation the next day. Yeah. Something, you know, that's kind of rough, but and ensuring, uh, I ain't got it right now, but, uh, you know, just p- preparing for the following, the next day of business. And I was also, <laughs> and I was also a closer too. So a part of that was, uh, before was. Basically, it was just make sure everybody else had those sections clean, had those stuff done, those side tasks done, and all that. So that before they go give the money to the manager and all that. Mm-hmm. So what I could say instead of saying all that, like you know, I was a closer, I did this. In addition to that, I was also sometimes designated as a closer. My my duties as I was to make sure my other coworkers had their areas prepared and ready for the next shift or and or next work business day. In addition to that. I made sure that they fulfilled every other duty that they had during the during their time during the shift to make sure the store is ready for the next day. And if you want to really make that sound special, you say I would. You essentially, if you were closer, did you almost quote unquote supervise those people? At the end of the night, really. So then you get to say that, and so it's like at at the um, so as a closer, I would supervise the employees to ensure that they finish the tasks. Uh, of the night to be prepared for the next day of business. Yeah. So now you just because you did super you, your job was to make sure they did their functions. You were supervising them for that time period. And I had to check off, to make sure they did it too. 
Exactly. So you now you get to say you, you know you have supervisor experience essentially or experience supervising employees. It's not the perfect supervisor as in always direct like they directly. I wasn't a manager. They weren't directly reporting to you, but you were responsible to make sure that they finished their tasks. So you were supervising them for that shift as a closer. So as a closer, I would supervise the the employees to ensure that they completed their checklist and were prepared for our next day of business. Yep. And also, um, so that, you know, that's something I, you know, I could do and did whenever I was, uh, uh, going from like a restaurant to like an office job, you know, I made it sound better than what it was, you know, made it sound more fancy. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And, uh, and even then there's things as direct supervisors and indirect supervisors. So you would be like an indirect supervisor. They didn't directly report to you, but you were responsible for them completing the things during that time period. Yeah. And so even though the direct, the direct supervisor was the manager, you were their indirect supervisor because you were making sure that they completed their tasks. Yeah. So like, what's something that you could have done whenever you were, I don't know, say, uh, what, what was the technique? You want to, you want to, you want to cash your first year bag boy, won't you? Yeah. I was, uh, they called those a courtesy clerk. Courtesy clerk. And that, that's already sounding better than just saying bagger on an application. That's one thing. Know what your official job title is and use that. Because a lot of times it sounds a little fancier th- than just, uh, you know, I think official, bag boy. I think on my paycheck and all that, I think on the pay subs on my W-2, it was like Soval. Yeah. And so since I say waiter, say server. That sounds better. Yeah. Um, so, wait, were you wanting me to say elaborate like on yeah, yeah. bagging groceries? Yeah. And so... Because I elaborate on one of my jobs and now you do one of yours. Yeah. So, um, like when I first job, second grocery. And, uh, and so, official title, courtesy clerk. And, um, you know, job functions. And so, now, essentially, instead of saying, oh, I took groceries outside and bagged groceries, you would ensure that the groceries were bagged to the customer standards because they would ask for requests sometimes. Not to mention, nobody wants crushed bread. Mm-hmm. And so, that the, the sacks were bagged, you know, essentially accurately at this point. Uh, but bagged groceries to, per customer standards. And then also ensured that the like Brookshire's, you know, that's where I was at, uh, the customer, like our brand, cause you're an ambassador of the company trying to put this words together here. And then, so I ensured the, our, our customer service was fluent throughout the whole process all the way to the car. And so providing excellent service from inside the store and also to outside the store when loading the groceries into their car and loading them into their car in a, quite literally cleanly manner because not just throwing stuff in there you have to make sure you put the heavy stuff in there first before you put things like eggs and bread and stuff because otherwise they get those items crushed and then they're going to come back to replace those and complain that you as a sacker as a an extra service for shopping there made it worse <laughs> so that's one thing so you've got the you know accuracy of you know bagging to the customer standards and then continuing to provide excellent customer service from inside the store to outside of the store to the customer's vehicle, escorting them to you know put their groceries in there. And then even things in that position, you had responsibilities at the end of the night if you worked late to complete the checklist of cleaning items. And so that would be con- complete a nightly checklist of closing duties, essentially. Would be, I think that would be the way I would put that. And because you like you know cleaning and mopping and stuff like that, but. 
Yeah, that sounds a little bit better. He said, oh, I just mopped the floors. And it's like, well, I had a, a nightly checklist that I would complete for closing duties. Now it sounds good because you says, hey, I can follow a checklist by myself. And then you even, if you had to elaborate on things that you did, be like, I was unsupervised and I was responsible for doing these tasks. That shows that you are an independent worker. You don't have to be told every time what to do. Like at the end of the night comes, I know at 7 p.m. I would go take care of these chores. They didn't have to tell me. That's my job. I went and did it. So independent, independently, not unsupervised, that's actually a desirable. Yeah, so another thing you can do is like sales associates. Is like, what can you do as a sales associate? Like, you know, somebody that works at Staples or GameStop and all that, you can be like, my duty as a sales associate was to, uh, it was several different things from transaction from handling transactions to restock to restocking of our products and making sure that uh the customers if they need assistance locating a product or which ones they need more i gave them guidance to the product they needed okay blaine so i gave my way of how you could i can make a sales job associate better how would you make that sound better on an application where's we've been bouncing back and forth to something that's relevant to us so it's harder to make the make things sound good that is less relevant to me, you know, versus you. Clearly, oh, our strong suits are talking about something that you've been a part of. Hey, you won't, you haven't had a sales, a sales associate job before? Well, what do you consider a sales associate? Like the GameStop and, and the other place you mentioned? Yeah, GameStop. Uh, I mentioned Staples. Um, I mean, it, it... Okay, what's another job you've had that you can probably well, went, use to spru spruce up? Um, Cashier. Because she was a job. You had to. Yeah. Did we, we didn't talk about that one. Though. Nah. Uh, Cashier-wise, like, that's a good, like, you know, a tip, like, a early job that people end up doing. I was doing that at one point. Um, at that point, you go through uh, one thing you talk about. Instead of your generic short things, you say, like, I'm a cashier. I take people's money. Check them out. Like, you talk about I'm able to multitask on multiple pr things at one time. And, or I'm able to focus on multiple tasks at one time. That's better. And then also uh, able to quickly and also accurately check out customers because quickly means you're efficient, but also while being accurate is very important. And so there's another one of those you know, buzzwords there like accuracy. And then uh, you also handled multiple transactions uh, uh, per, per day. Oh, yeah, you do a lot. So that's part of the quickly thing. Uh, you know, essentially... I mean, it's just part. I, I think it's just kind of a given. Like, if you're a cashier, like you're always being a cashier. That's your job function, and so I think it's kind of a redundancy. Um, but well, I mean, it could it could show that you know you're good at handling money and all that. Well, that was my next point, kind of, and uh, talking about uh, you know taking money and giving back the accurate change. It sounds really mundane, but that's really important. <laughs> Not being shortchanging yourself with a customer, and so. Uh, being able to, you know, give the accurate, you know, amount and do basic math skills. I mean, you could put like, literally basic math in there. I, and funny enough, that's some things that are required on like job descriptions. They were just like basic, basic math skills and without a calculator or something, even though you're always going to have a calculator. But beyond that. And then um, other than that, ensuring, you know, the adequate customer service expectations are met consistently throughout the day that's a good one because you're you're a face of the company being a cashier yeah. 
and um, and already we've got like four or five points. Like that's as many points as you really need for like your resume, or like talking about it. Really, I think. Let's see. So what you could do for like you know say, what's another like only job people tend to get? We got a couple good general ones. I mean, it's got things like. And I'm, we already mentioned this earlier, and I was like, eh, like stalking in terms of like giving that, sprucing that one up. I don't know, one just didn't resonate with me. Didn't have good things to say about that one in terms of coming up with special fancy stuff. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, like being a waiter and being like a cashier and being, well, a server as a waiter, I feel like those are, or like working like a McDonald's or something. That's just and that and then even then you're a cashier or like you're maybe a cook, or something in the back. Oh uh, wait, hold on, hold on. You mentioned it. Okay, so another one is it can be a so a so is uh, being a store associate with like I don't know, say McDonald's, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, because that's where I'm gonna be taking my inspiration from is Dunkin' okay. Donuts. So doing that, uh, there was multiple things. So what you can do and say you know I handled drive through, I handled a uh, lobby, and now that you can say stuff like this. During my time as a sales associate at Dunkin' Donuts, my job function was to uh, handle our customers' both that were coming into into our into our business and are using our uh, drive-through services to take care of their needs and order to take care of their needs, make sure uh, they they receive what they ask for, and if we ran out of and if we didn't have a certain product, they were like, I'll make recommendations of what they can get instead. Making sure the our lobby was clean and maintained at all times, presentable. Making sure that the back of the house is presentable, stocked, and make sure we had available items available, and took care of multiple positions at once from uh, in front of the house and to our drive-through services. Something like that. Take care of multiple orders, multiple positions. Yeah, and that's almost like. You know, it, it blends with, like, cashier stuff based on what you're doing, which in your job you went back and forth from doing that and other things. So, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is just taking the experience you have and essentially elaborating it on a higher, yeah, a higher that's level. That's basically what, like, we're trying to say. Like, you know, don't give the dumbed-down version elaborate and make it sound nice and fancy. Yeah, because that's literally the whole point of you, like, having a resume or talking about it is to talk yourself up. So take As- advantage. As one of my old teachers used to say, toot your own horn whenever you talk, whenever you're doing this, toot the horn of the job, you know, make it sound better than it is. Yeah, exactly. And because they're not there, they're not working that job. Yeah. They may not have worked that kind of job before. So, you know, can they argue with you on it? And if they have, if you articulate it in a good manner, they clearly, they clearly, they understand that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Is there any other examples you can give, Blink? Because I honestly can't think of any other examples because most of mine were from the ones I've done before. Well, I mean, I think about, like, because I can directly think about being, like, a store trainer. The only thing I, I don't, that or the glass, or the gas station clerk. Gas station clerk. Oh, yeah. But I think that we're, we, the things we mentioned, they blend together in that yeah. area. I think that covers that. But, like, even, like, as the store trainer, like, on the resume I put on there, uh, like, I put supervisor of over 60 employees. I put that on there. Not a direct supervisor, but indirect. I was directly responsible for ensuring they completed the training initiatives or that I needed to go educate them on certain things and have checklists and make sure I did that with each person, then check them off and have them sign stuff. And then they also had their 
own things that were assigned to them by corporate training that if they didn't complete, I had to go talk to these people. So I was directly responsible for supervising the training of these people for different initiatives. And I, if they weren't doing these things, I was held responsible for them not doing them. And so I was supervising the training of all of the employees. And so I put on my resume supervisor position of over 60 employees because we had like 64 or something. We plus or minus. Adult. And so I put that on my resume. And uh, so there's one thing because, you know, if you if you run it the right way, you can make things that don't sound as nice way nicer. And I'm not lying either. Yeah, because I was. And so this is why, uh, like I talk about based on your positions where you're at, if you do significant things, remember those. But the easiest way to do is write them down. What you did that was significant. That makes the job stand out a lot more than just the baseline things. Exactly. Oh, well, I think that's it. Unless you can think of anything else, I think that's it for today's episode. Yeah, I think I, I think we're good. All right, so what can you find us on Instagram? On Instagram at For the Long Haul Podcast. And what can they email us if they want to talk about any business inquiries, sponsorships, collaborations, or anything like that? At ftlhpodcast at gmail.com. Just like For the Long Haul, ftlhpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. And until the next one, you guys have a good one. See you next time.